0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Ninth State Sports Show, Football Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, joining me once again, uh, Mike Lockman, the former head coach at Sauhegan along with uh, several other coaching stops around the state. Uh, Mike, thanks again for joining me. Always a pleasure. Uh, we're once again recording this at Riverside Barbecue in downtown Nashua. You can send us questions for an upcoming show by emailing nhhighschoolsports@gmail.com. at gmail.com, or on Twitter at nhhs sports. Uh, the show is available every Wednesday morning throughout the football season at nh-highschoolsports.com, uh, and also on iTunes. Uh, unless you know something like last week happens where I completely forget <laughs> to hit, uh, save, or excuse me, I, I forgot to hit publish on. Uh, I, d- on I sent the you the podcast. text message yes, you saying, did. "Hey, it's you not did," working. and I said, "Unfortunately." <laughs> It took it, you sent me that at like noon, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I said, "Wow, uh, this is the first I'm hearing about this. So yeah. maybe maybe that's not a good sign." Then we
1: had Coach O'Rourke from uh, from Hillsboro Deering saying, tw- tweeting us saying, "Hey fellas, no audio." I, yeah, <laughs> I saw. I noticed that
0: after you had uh, texted me and after we had would figured it out. So that was uh, that was my fault. Yeah. Uh, just did everything and then forgot to hit publish. <laughs> Uh, actually on the, uh, on the, well, anyways, so let's, let's, let's forget about my, let's get into and, it. Uh, right. And, uh, talk about, uh, what, what a whole bunch of teams did. Um, of course, last Friday was the Queen City Jamboree, yep. the, um, kind of the final, um, tune up in a sense, you know, or at least, uh, the one that they tell everybody to come out and watch, uh, for New Hampshire high school football. Of course, there were other, some other scrimmages over the weekend, um, you know, in various parts of the state, a couple other Jamborees. But you know the, the the one that's kind of out there at Gill, um, it kind of gets maybe the most attention. I think.
1: Yeah, it's a great event. You and I were both there. I, I was there for uh, the majority of the games. I think you were probably there for the whole thing. Um, I, yeah, I, the my, whole thing. Yeah. Mid- yeah. <laughs> <a> long, it <laughs> all, is a long uh, afternoon. All, all seven hours of yeah, it. Yeah, it is. But it's a lot of fun, and they they put on a good show. And um, it, it is it, it is really cool because you get there's no other place where you can see that many teams packed into that you know, that particular amount of yeah, time. Yeah. It, it sort of gets you, it gives you a good sense for what might be. Uh, you get to sort of weigh, you know, hey, you know, what kids might we have to look at this year and what teams might be up and coming. Uh, you know, I, I, I always love going to that. It's it's, it's, a, it's a really, really cool event. It, it's something
0: that I wish I had a chance to watch before I went and made all of those uh, predictions for the uh, football <laughs> oh, perspectives. <yeah>. Uh, <laughs> no, you've uh, had a taste I, of what I, it yeah. really looks like, right? Um, you know, but I, I'll, I'll stay true to those, and when I put out the previews on the on uh, the website later this week, I'll, they'll still be uh, yeah. not making any changes at this point. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think... Um, a couple of things stood out to me uh, of you know of the teams that were there. Of course, it was um, you know Trinity and Manchester West in the first scrimmage, Goffstown Timberlane, then Milford Concord, Sauhegan, Manchester Central, yep. uh, Bedford Salem, and then finishing off was um,
1: BG, BG and,
0: and Manchester Memorial. Yep. Um, yeah, but let's start with that one. Um, you know, two teams that want to combined, I think one game last year. Uh, but I, I, what what it kind of stood out to me was um, BG's team speed. Um, they are not a big group. They have a couple of good-sized linemen, um, you know, but for the most part, they are smaller kids, it looks like. They are fast kids. Yeah. Um, the, the one that stands out to me is a kid, um, you know, that also sh- was able to show that speed during the cross season was Joey Lupo. Um, you know, had a touchdown on fir- their first play from scrimmage. Um, just so much speed there. Hayden Moses, uh, their quarterback moves pretty well. Austin Hisco is a, is another yeah. burner. Um, you know, just uh, they get up and down the field. Are they going to be able to stop anybody? I, I don't really know. Um, cause it was hard to tell, you know, Memorial looked like they were still trying to get a lot on the same page there. Right, um, right. you know, it's so really tough to tell, but I, I was really impressed with how much, how well they were or how fast they were.
1: Yeah. You had sent me a, te- I had left at that point. You had sent me a text message saying, Hey, BG's fast. And, um, you know, it's funny because looking at the roster before before we turned the mics on here and started recording, you were going through, hey, this guy, you know, I know him from lacrosse, and this guy, I know him from lacrosse. So, um, and he's a good, great athlete. This kid's a good athlete. So it sounds like Coach um, Triciani has done, you know, what the, the big question mark was, which was could they start to get some of those multi-sport athletes? Get them back. They right. used to get, get those kids a lot. Yeah, again. yeah. Um, and not have them want to specialize in just lacrosse or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: so. um, and he seemed, you know, I, I had a chance to talk to him actually earlier in the day, um, and he sounded like he was pretty happy with what their numbers were for the first yeah. season, you yeah. know, coming off a year that they had, you know, new coach, um, you know, the, the turnout he, sounded like he was, he was pleased with that. How they're going to look on Saturday when they host Manchester Central yeah. in the opener, who... You know, Central uh, again, another team that played in the Jamboree. Yep. Um, I think a team that some people are, are looking at to be, you know, one of the contenders, um, you know, to be playing in that championship game. Yeah. Uh, certainly have the talent to do so. They showed that on on um, on Friday, uh, you know, led by Alex Hawcom at quarterback. Um, you know, two passing touchdowns, another one rushing. Just had a, a fantastic game. You know, he's a three-year starter. They uh, emphasize, you know, the fact that with the shortened preseason, how big it was to have that kind of kid yeah. leading them um, this year. I mean, what, how much of a difference does that make for them?
1: Oh, it's massive. I mean, a three-year qu- and a good three-year quarterback. I mean, you can, you can bring back a kid that's average, and, and even that's helpful. But to have a kid of that caliber coming back, and uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of football in the last couple decades, and he throws a beautiful, accurate, deep ball. Um, I, I don't think they have a whole lot of appetite for going short. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it didn't <laughs> seem like, like, like it.
1: I'd love to see Central have like a like a hit. Like a mid-range yeah, uh, like passing game. Yeah. But but man, do they stretch the field vertically and it It really challenged um, Sauhegan, And Sauhegan has some good young skill position guys on that defense, but I mean there were kids running vertical down the field for Central wide open and there were a couple of, of nice completions that Alex made and then there were a couple of just Near busted misses, yeah right you know things yeah. were it was just a little bit overthrown you can yeah. tell they're still getting their timing down with the shortened season but um
0: you know s- they, they some of those receivers too i mean i don't think they're really uh, nick olabrice um he's a senior you know played a lot last year i think um you know some of these other guys are you know they're going to be names that people are going to start to hear a lot more yeah. um you know specifically uh miguel jency Gen- Gen- i hope i said that right yeah uh and and dylan feliciano um i think they both had pretty big games uh, the other night, and the, the guy that really stood out was, um, you know, their, sh- their running back, uh, whose mm. name I'm, I'm going to attempt to pronounce, uh, Emmanuel, um, oh boy, Manana, I think is yeah. how they said how they pr- were pronouncing it. Uh, that's a good um,
1: guess is mine. But, but I mean, fast. he had a fantastic yep.
0: game um, or fantastic scrimmage, you know, ran hard, ran fast. Um, you know broke tackles uh, one kind of slip up where he lost the fumble got, got spun around and lost the yeah, fumble. Yeah I mean but he broke yeah. three tackles yeah. he was fighting
1: like a like a crazy man just to get the extra yardage and, and those are the kind of fumbles where you kind of you hate to see a turnover but you gotta forgive the kid right he was just busting his chops to try to get some extra yardage and yeah you're right I mean so the danger about Central we've said this uh, when we did our, our Division 1 preview is that they can combine that nasty downhill run game with a big physical offensive line, and then the big arm of Hockham, And y- I mean, that might be all it takes. Uh, and, and, a, and a good defense, obviously. Yeah, they Played really yeah. good defense against Sauhegan. I think Sauhegan seemed to go in the run game at least backwards. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. More than I they I went yeah.
0: But I mean, it's tough to to tell again. Where you know Sauhegan's not nearly as big of a, a, a front, I thought, as, as Central's defense. Right. Um, you know, some of some of Central's, you know, defensive line, I mean, they they, they were huge is the only yeah. way to really put it. I mean, those guys, you know, definitely had a size advantage, so kind of tough to tell. Yeah. I think it'll be tough to tell this week, too, against BG. I don't think BG's, I mean, BG's front is going to have a hard time slowing yeah. them down.
1: There's a size differential there that is going f- to come into play, depending on what um, Ryan Ray's game plan is. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Um, so that's yeah. Th- that was definitely um, good to see them kind of get some things going there, and you hope that that kind of just, you know, from a, from from a standpoint of wanting to see you know an offense kind of running on all cylinders. I, I think um, I think once we get a couple weeks into it, that one will be they'll be a team that's again putting up a ton of points, which they did last year. Yeah. Um, you know, the other maybe maybe the scrimmage of the night though, I think was that um, Bedford Salem matchup that started with fireworks and and just did not disappoint the whole way through. I mean, you had Bedford's uh, Lucien Mumpini returning the opening kickoff, 85 yards for a touchdown, uh, and thought, okay, wow, that's that's Bedford. That's kind of what we expect. Uh, And then Salem came right back and just ran it down the – Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Um, Well, they had a big kickoff return, too, to get to midfield. And then, yeah, a couple plays, and it looked like, you know – it looked like Salem of last year, yeah, just running did. all over him. Uh, Riley Mulvey with the, with a the touchdown on that first drive, uh, you know, and then Salem did a, a fantastic job of, of just um, shutting down Bedford's offense after yeah. that, at least for that first quarter. There, right, right. You know, and it was one of those. It's like you're getting to the end of this, the jamboree, and it's kind of tired and you're you're, you're you're maybe not (laughs) I look up all of a sudden it's 21 to 7 Salem Mulvey had all three touchdowns in that first quarter for Salem I'm just thinking what what is going on here is you know what
1: I think I think the Bedford coaching staff was asking the same questions Um, yeah I mean it was a great little quote-unquote rematch of that playoff game from a couple years ago Um, and yeah I mean I (laughs) You know, the special teams thing is, is is always interesting in the Jamboree, right? Because you see that opening kickoff go back for a touchdown. There's no question that Bedford's loaded with speed, loaded with strength. Um, they may be one of the fastest teams in terms of team speed in New Hampshire. And that's just that's just the way Coach Stank a- and his development program, I think. It's a testament to them. They, they, they establish and coach that stuff up really well in the offseason. But... Special teams is always tough in that jamboree, especially in the shortened season, because you you just don't have as much time to perfect the the timing and the spacing on your coverage teams on special teams. So you see, it seems to me like you see a lot more breakaways and big plays uh, in the kick return game than you do during the regular season. So n- not to take anything away from Bedford, but just say you know,
0: it, it yeah, that will I mean first first play of the under the lights yeah. for for yeah. everybody there. Um, but speaking of those special teams, they, you know, Bedford then wins the game on uh, a special teams play on a uh, 40 yard field goal by uh, Madison, Luke, and Tony. Yeah. I think I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the names this week are going <laughs> to, yeah, we'll you know, this year's going to be, yeah, 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 might be a long season for us with those. Um, you know, her first chance to, uh, to kick in a varsity game or scrimmage for Bedford um, after being on the roster for, for four years and waiting her time behind everybody else. Comes in and just, I mean, it was, uh, Coach Stank said after the game that it was, he thought it might have been out of a range, um, but I mean, that would have been good from, probably from 45, Yeah. Um, you know, plenty of leg, and it was on the, um, you know, on the near hash, yeah, so, so hash hash I mean, mark. it was, it, w- it was a great kick, and you know, great for her to, to, to start off the season that way, get that kind of confidence boost, because. They came out, I mean, you'd have thought that they might have won a playoff game on that kick. They yeah. were celebrating. Yeah. Um, great y- to see the team kind of rally around that, too.
1: You can't underestimate the, the female kicker, right? I mean, uh, I coached with uh, Milt Robinson when we had Mikhail Perkins at uh, Hollis Brookline, and she was phenomenal. Um, you saw, I can't remember the young woman's name, but you saw... A really, really solid kicker that Milford had. Morgan Andrews. I mean, Morgan, yeah. Thank yeah. you, right? Who was just? I mean, she was as good as anybody, if not better than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the league that year. Yeah. She was legitimately good. Uh, she
0: yeah, ended up going on to play um, you know soccer. Ended yeah. up eventually at USC. Won a national championship oh, wow. there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I remember uh, during that senior year they used to they would let her kick field goals uh, and extra I believe extra points but yeah. not kickoffs. And, um, yeah, they kept her off the. Cover, yeah, well, we used to have, have Michael Perkins just run run off, off the. Th- yeah, <laughs> just her the side line. <laughs> her dad asked me once. He's like, "Why do you think they don't let her do kickoffs?" And I, I said to him, "Do you want her making a tackle?" Yeah, and yeah, he, goes, oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> probably a bad She's idea. She's got a big career ahead yeah, of her yeah. in
1: another sport. That's, uh <laughs> yeah,
0: um, you know it was yeah, but it was great. You know, great thing to see, and again, one of the more entertaining scrimmages. It,
1: um, it was almost like a mid-season kind of fun scrimmage between the. Uh, the back-and-forth offensively that they had, the, sp- the big special teams play. Um, and you said it was almost like Salem picked up where they left off. I mean, a new cast of characters, maybe except for um, Josh Maroon. And, and uh, uh, Dom year. Pacey, I too. I and mean you know, certainly yeah. But they, they ran hard. Their backs were tough. They were fast. Their line blocked. Well, I know they brought some people back on the line, which their line was really good last year. Um, so Salem, even though they're replacing a lot, it Looks not like they're poised to, to, to have another good
0: team. Haven't haven't heard anything yet, but uh, Maroon did leave the scrimmage early. Um, took a wicked shot to his knee yeah. um, early in the script Well, not early in the sc- earlier in the scrimmage from yeah. when he left. Um, I thought he was done then because it was one of those he caught a pass, tried to make a turn, and someone went low, came in low on his knee, yeah. and he was on the ground for a little while. He sat out a couple plays, ended up coming back, and then went down on a non-contact play just tried to make a cut and oh, um, no uh yeah. but haven't haven't seen anything yet about what or heard anything uh about what's going on there but yeah. but didn't you didn't gotta look hope good. he's
1: okay because he's a heck of a good player I
0: hate to see that two years in a row too of course timberland last year lost um jacob post to a knee injury that's in the right. in the jamboree that's right uh, would hate to have that happen you know to a a, a, a top level running back yep. uh in the state and Of course uh also in the Jamboree they they played an interesting one against Goffstown, Goffstown yep. um g- n- you know more injuries there but not but I think less significant um Charlie Keith came comes out of that yeah. one for Goffstown uh after you know taking a bit of a shot on their first drive uh, yeah he you was know, in
1: for one se- series I think that, that very
0: yeah in. that very first series but he seemed like he was okay um you know was up walking around on the sidelines I think it one point i heard the trainer say to him i know you want to go back in yeah but, you know, but down, yeah right. yeah um you know but the guy that came in and, and, and played behind him um jared H- uh henald you know a sophomore who from if i read correctly had only started playing quarterback like four days before that <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know came in and finished off that drive they got a touchdown out of it i'm
1: sure coach huff was thrilled <laughs> <him>. uh <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, but he sure. I mean, he sure looked like a kid that knew. You know, I, I, it, you could see it as the scrimmage went on that he was gaining a little bit more yeah. confidence, um, just from being out there and playing. You know, finished off that drive. They got a touchdown. Um, did Goss down, and that was actually the the only scoring. Seven yep. nothing. Um, of course, they had made a goal uh, goal line stand earlier, or a, you know, stopped Timberlane inside yeah. the five. Yeah. Um, you know, on the fir- on Timberlane's first possession um you know i think if you look at it though yeah they didn't give up any any points and they were able to get some pressure on on Dan Hayes the Timberlane quarterback
1: yeah Dan Hayes a very good quarterback there
0: were a few instances though where Timberlane was you know an inch or two away from breaking a big one yep. and and i think that's something that Goffstown wasn't too happy about afterwards
1: yeah yeah my impression of Goffstown i mean i was really impressed with Goffstown one they've got a lot of size in the Up front on offense and in the core of their defense so like the three down linemen the three inside linebackers really impressive Um, and Timberlane struggled despite the fact that I think they have a pretty good running game they struggled to get anything tackle to tackle Um, Gosstown was a little bit softer on the outside I thought whether it was perimeter like kind of screen and and quick throw game or whether it was wide running game Um, but offensively Kind of like what we were talking about last year with Goffstown. Even though they spread you out and they get in the shotgun and, and, they, and they look like they're just going to dart the ball all over the field, they run the ball really, really well. I mean, they mm-hmm. were very efficient in the running game. Their offensive line is big, and they can move. And they get on people and stick on people. Um, and, 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 again, they were able to do all that without Keith in the game. I think when because when, 'cause I'm quite certain that Keith's probably gonna play this week based I on would assume what so. I yeah. saw the yeah, the side yeah. It, it didn't look like he was banged up. It looked like they were just like, okay, you sit, you sit down. <laughs> we need you <laughs> they, for next week. Yeah,
0: they do have a pair of of uh, pretty good senior running backs in uh, Jacksonette and of the side of the name, Josh the Yeah. Um, of of them pretty of them pretty physical runners pretty physical kids. Big kids, Yeah. Right? kids yeah. mean, you could
1: tell they were, it looked like at least of of those two guys that they were cycling in looked like he was definitely a weight room guy. You know, he was big, rugged kind of kid. Um. I, I
0: will say, I was, uh, you know, having having not seen Dan Hayes since the jamboree the year before, um, and you know, knowing about how much he's worked, you know, in the off season to get better. I, I'll say, I mean, he looked like uh, the full full package. That I thought so too. I mean, he made. There was one throw that he made that that really, I think it maybe was only a, a, a completion of about ten yards or so but he was moving to his right, stopped, turned, and the only guy open was on the far sideline, yeah. and he put it right on that, g- right where that guy needed to catch it.
1: I know exactly and what you're was, talking about. I mean,
0: it was one of those that's like, you know, it, it doesn't look like much, but that's a tough throw, yeah. and, and he made it look
1: pretty easy. He was a couple of fingertip drop passes away from having maybe another 50 or 60 yards passing, too. I mean, there were a couple of intermediate to deep throws that Hayes made that— they, ju- they were just, they were right thin- there, you know, he had yeah. a little bit of pressure on him because uh, Gostown really did pressure him. I mean, they're, like I said, their their front was good. And, uh, and and the throw was pretty darn good for a kid that was under a lot of pressure <laughs> at that point. Um, so I think he's going to be one to watch. If they can get that timing down and they can shore up their Timberland now, right. can shore up yep. the, the offensive line a little bit, keep some of that pressure off of him and complement it with a good run game they'll make some noise uh
0: just kind of quickly go over the other two uh scrimmages there you know, Concord and milford um was actually kind of impressed by the offenses for both teams they yeah. both moved the ball really well you know milford had did some you know typical milford things of just you know dominating time of possession yeah um
1: even more so i think under this regime this yeah. new i mean they they were really a clock killer uh, yeah more so than i've ever seen them
0: um you know they looked pretty good but both teams too had trouble just getting off the field at yeah. times you know Milford was given gave up a couple big plays and then um Concord's defense just couldn't make a stop on fourth downs like yeah. they were giving up a lot of fourth downs um you know kind of it'll be interesting to see where each one is of course Concord being in division 1 yeah. in what may be the deepest you know cluster that we've seen to this point um and the, but Milford in a in what we you know we think might be a kind of top heavy Division Two South with you know Saint Thomas and, and Pelham and then kind of right. what could and be everybody everybody else, everybody else right. there, um, so maybe two teams that are kind of evenly matched but having potentially different seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I thought Milford was kind of interesting because they came out they ran a lot of uh, for the football nerds out there they ran a lot of triple option using Gavin Erda. Who's who's probably their best athlete, yeah. As the yeah. quarterback, right. So that's more of a run threat. They kind of read things and can they give it to the big fullback, um, whose name I forget, but he's he. I mean, he really softens up the middle, banging it off guard. And then you've got Erda, who can choose to pull it and keep it off tackle or to the outside or pitch it to one of their their uh, their speed backs. Um, and they just chewed clock. I mean, their advantage, I think, Milford is that. If they choose to run that sort of option offense, it's very similar to what Winnipeg does. Mm-hmm. Uh, different, yeah. different style, but same idea. If they choose to do that and be a clock killer and sort of a you know th- have Gavin Erda run that show, that's such a different style than what you see week to week typically as a defense. That even if they're not on paper a matchup for teams, t- defenses aren't geared to stop that stuff. Yeah. They're geared to stop the spread. They're geared to stop wing T type stuff and you start running that stuff at you, and you get a guy like Gavin Erda running it, it's going to be tough. Um, and then Concord, though, put up 260 rushing yards in a, in a, and two quarters of football on yeah. Milford. Yeah. So, you know, that's the other piece that they have to compliment is you can't have that clock-killing, grind-it-out offense and then turn around and give, you know, three plays and the other team's down right. in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. tough. So,
0: um, Interesting opener for Milford, too. Um, I did check... And that is a Friday night game over at Hollis, mm. um, so yeah, they open at Hollis Brookline first time they've played each other in three yeah. years, I think, for a seven o'clock Hollis Friday the night game, for yeah. The opener, huh? All right, yeah, um, it's not unprecedented. We, yeah, we, no, that's true. We, we did discuss that I think after uh, after we ended last yeah. week's show. Um, there was know, there was the
1: Wyndham game. The, that Wyndham, didn't happen. the Wyndham game that <laughs> we all
0: stood around for about an hour and a half. Yeah, before they that called it from lightning. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, and then the other scrimmage, um, Trinity and Manchester West, um, you know, I,
1: I, I was, was surprised.
0: I was impressed, actually, by both teams. Yeah. Um, I think West kind of, you know, they, the first scrimmage of the day, it had to be about 90-something degrees yeah, was on hot. that field. They're in the dark blue jerseys. I, I do think that they might have gotten a little bit tired there in that second quarter. Um, you know, Trinity, once it kind of got going, um, you know, they looked like they, they were, like, they looked like, they hadn't taken a year off yeah you know, like that they, they've been a varsity team for a while and i think they're going to be pretty decent in division three
1: and that was the surprise to me was was that you know you had a trinity team that felt strongly last year that they they wouldn't have been competitive enough to play a varsity schedule and now and against a west team that we know they've struggled but i certainly would say they're an improved team this year right um, yeah and, and you bring mayhew back and you got a se- you're under a second second year of a head coach's, you, you know sort you, of
0: it's always better you know you once you you get yeah, you get a year right get a year under the belt and everything kind of
1: seems to get a little easier yeah. after that so i would have expected uh no disrespect to trinity but i would have expected just given those circumstances that west would have would have probably won the scrimmage there right and, uh, yeah then i saw i saw the result and i was like wow hey you know i bet you coach cathcart's gotta feel good about that you know again not that they didn't go out and beat Manchester Central, but it's a Division Three team versus a Division Two team, a Division Two team that should be improved. They didn't play varsity football last year, that being Trinity. Right. And you come out and you you grab a quote-unquote preseason win, and that's got to feel good for for Trinity. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm happy for them. I feel great that they, they were. They didn't play last year. Uh, they of course got a,
0: a uh, uh, John Tebow was the one that you know had two touchdowns yep. for him. Had a big game from him. Um transferred in from newport was a do everything kind of kid for newport last year he was a big big factor but not the only factor i thought their quarterback uh foster stacy played real well um you know when he's a he's a kid who's got some decent height um not not a big bulky kid but there were a couple plays where you know they needed a yard or two and he basically just took the snap and and just and laid down you know leaned forward and was able to get him yeah um so you know that that'll be uh, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what both teams end up doing this year because I yeah. think I think both could be a, a bit of a surprise. Not you know not that they're you know making making the playoffs and winning championships right, this right. year, but I think they may you know be more competitive and be in a lot of games than, than maybe people expect.
1: Which is you want to root for that, right? I mean, I, I coach Cathcart is a, is a, is a good guy, right? I mean, he's a defense run game kind of guy, which I, I, I like that grit. And Trinity is such a storied program. You want them to be competitive. And West Coach Bezoin, they've fallen on tough times the last few years, especially since the the Bedford split. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, yeah. And you know you just you want that school to be able to rally around and have some pride in, in that program. So uh, you know I, I, I again you know that they're not going to be probably championship right <laughs> this year right, yeah. but you want them to be taking that next step forward. So I wish them both the best.
0: Um couple of big games i think to start off the bat uh especially in division one or oh, we and, and division two we mentioned yeah. that milford hollis brookline game that could be a huge one be coming down the down the stretch um the one i'm gonna be at friday night bedford at nashua north over at stellos uh that's i'm i'm really especially knowing you know from what i saw from bedford friday knowing how many kids north is returning north, yeah. I, i'm really interested to see what you know is that a close game because you know it's kind of you know went into last the opening week of last year for that salem south game you know expecting a close hard-fought game and salem just blew the doors off yeah. Of South. yeah um you know i so I'm, I'm i'm curious as to what what we're gonna get um you know and and uh, glad that it's a kind of a week one game but also maybe a little hesitant a little disappointed that it's not later in the year i mean yeah. you know you look at you look at the last two years the openers we had that south salem game the year before was that merrimack bedford game yeah that was right down an all-time the wire, classic right. um and you got to remind yourself you know those don't always happen uh week one of no. the season especially not with a shortened preseason
1: exactly uh, yeah yeah so maybe that evens some things out who knows yeah, yeah. that's a huge game though i mean because you know, North has kind of flown under the radar this preseason. They haven't gone into the jamborees, quote-unquote. Yeah, know, they we weren't in, They were in the, la- the last couple years, but yeah. not this year. But uh, we know what they're bringing back. They were very young up front last year and physical. Man, I saw them play a couple times. And for a young team, meaning young young on the lines, they were really good. Uh, a couple other games in Division
0: One that kind of stand out, Merrimack and Goffstown yep. uh, at Merrimack Friday night. Um, you know, again, two teams that have kind of been sniff Well, of course, Goffstown been in the playoffs the last three years. Merrimack was kind of in the hunt last year, really two years ago, and made that return. Yeah. Um, you know, both could be again this year. Um, you know, Exeter at Salem to, to open the yeah. season. That's um, pretty interesting. Really, yeah.
1: Two very physical, uh, good defensive-type teams, uh, you know, similar styles. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the Merrimack-Goffstown g- g- game will be – almost the same thing right, right. Two, yeah. two similar styles they're both sort of and spread
0: Exeter salem i mean that game kicks off at seven it could be done by eight thirty, yeah depending right. on how <laughs> <laughs>
1: how
0: just, much just they both run, run the ball, the ball yeah. keep it in bounds <laughs> um and then saturday perhaps the the d1 game that that uh, you know i think a lot of people are going to be looking at is uh Winnikunna at windham uh oh, yeah. you know that's yeah. uh, again i mean defending champs who lost a ton um you know in winnicott yeah and then a Wyndham team that you know has been you know was was beating up on on d2 quite a bit except for in the playoffs uh the last couple years so really i i mean i don't know what to expect from that one but but really looking forward to it i don't
1: either because the interesting thing again this is kind of the football nerd comment here is that each of those two styles is going to be very foreign to the other right so winnecunit is a triple option split back veer team Bill Raycraft and his guys, I'm sure they understand that offense because they're good coaches, but they haven't seen that. Do their the, kids understand that? Right. Offense? Well, yeah, and yeah. that's what yeah. matters most, yeah. right? So so preparing for that maybe, is very
0: different. Yeah, maybe better to get that as the first game because now they've been able to kind of talk yeah. to the kids about it yeah, for Yeah, it's been a couple a few of weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: We're, and, and then the flip is true for Salem, which is um, Wyndham's offense is, is very unique. I don't think there's anybody in D1 that w- runs sort of that double wing system um, which is which is a very, very difficult system again if you don't understand how to defend it and you don't respect it correctly. Um, so that'll almost be two unique styles in New Hampshire football, let alone division one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and also foreign to one another. Right. It's one thing if you play when kind has a unique style but you play him every year. Yeah. Okay, so we kinda got used know, to that. Yeah, yeah. you know, Wyndham has a unique style, but okay, we play him every year. So we've gotten used to how to figure yeah. that out. These are two teams with unique styles that have never played each other. <laughs> so <laughs> So anything's possible. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, it could be a lot of fun.
0: Um, you know, the other, other well, of course, uh, games that we'll have covered for NH this week, as I mentioned, Bedford at North, um, Exeter at Salem, uh, St. Thomas at Sauhegan in Division Two. That's a could big be an Division two one game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then one, again, that, that fits, I think, with that uh, wyndham of game is Alvern and Pelham yeah. uh, Friday night
1: local uh, rivalry yeah
0: yeah two teams that i know they scrimmaged each other last year yeah um but i'm not sure if they've ever i don't think they've ever played each other before maybe that one year that, that Alvern dropped down but i think pelham might i think have dropped pelham down might have been year. down yeah. that year yeah. yeah so that that should be interesting yeah
1: and Alvern i think could be improved i mean not not because of the drop down i just mean i think in general in general better, they're they're i be think their roster is going to be better now, that, yeah. The second again second year head coach now a little bit more consistency so kind of a dark course for d2 yeah. and pelham we know what are they bringing they were five and whatever last year and just missed it by a tiebreaker so yeah. uh and then uh in division three
0: starting off the year with a couple of really good games uh inner lakes at monadnock and campbell at summersworth yeah um you know those are two two potentially
1: excellent games to open up the season yeah i, I read the i think it was the keen sentinel feature on um is it connor Matson? Chandler, Chandler, Chandler Mattson Madsen. for Manadoc. What an impressive article that was about, I mean, the, the academic achievements. Uh, I mean, uh, his size, uh, he, w- he was listed at like 6'1", 215. You know, I mean, that's a running back in Division three. for mm, God's sake, yeah. right? So, uh, y- yeah, so, I mean, y- 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 I'm excited to I see I know he's, he a he's
0: a talented athlete too. I mean, he's a football player and a lacrosse player. I don't know if about Winter's but yeah, um, was a very good lacrosse player for them this past year. Um, yeah. yeah. Any, any other um, Any other final thoughts before we wrap up for the week?
1: I think the only other one is: is anybody going to stop Campbell in D three? Because the amount of people that they bring back from last year's just team that just mercilessly rolled yeah. everybody, up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they only lost a couple kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, a couple good kids, no good. question, right. but. Um, with the with the revamped Division Three, or, or yeah, it's three yeah, for them, yeah. right? You know, with with a couple Division Two teams that have come down now. I mean, ad knock team that reloads. You know, can Campbell maintain that, or is there going to be a little bit more of a challenge yeah. for them? Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, there is a new Division Four this year. They are on a bye week to start the season, so they don't actually start until next week. Um, so not a not a f- entirely full slate of games this yeah. weekend, but. But uh, definitely more than enough to, to wet your whistle. Uh, well, Coach, thanks again for, uh, for stopping in and, and, and joining me to do this. Always yeah. a pleasure. It's been fun. Uh, he is Mike Lockman. I am Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening to the Ninth State Sports Show. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week.